0: Chakra Girl Radio with Amberlee Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice. Gurus and Gucci, we're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main Chakra Girl, Amberlee Lyons. Welcome back. Chakra Girl Radio. It is I, Amberly Lyons, your spiritual BFF, and we are on a mission to make the world more chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. Today, we have a very hilarious, funny guest, Hannah Burner. She is a meaningful comedian who shines light on everything from mental health and anxiety to female masturbation and, of course, fart jokes because, you know, we all do it. She's the host of the Burning in Hell podcast and is my favorite cast member of Bravo's Summer House. And today, we're talking all things Mental health, personal development, coping when you're feeling alone, and maybe some reality TV goss. Who knows? But I literally almost peed my pants watching you this season. Welcome to the show, Hannah.
1: Thank you, Amber. That was one of my favorite intros ever. What uh, kind
0: of comedian did you
1: call me? Enlightened? What did you call me? I said a meaningful. Oh my God. I love, I'm obsessed. I need to change all my bios right now. <laughs> meaningful. I love that. But yeah, I, d- I do like making fart jokes, but I was telling you that I like taking time to talk about spirituality, manifestation, wellness, all those beautiful things, instead of just like harassing people all day.
0: On- exactly. Well, totally. Well, and I feel like you're a lot of your jokes, like even on um, like on Instagram, I, I think you probably maybe do Twitter too. I'm not a Twitter, I'm not a Twitter. Um, but, <laughs> um, but I feel like a lot of them are so relatable and so real and it's like, okay, like it's like self-deprecating, but not like, it's also like, hey, it's a, it's fucking okay to feel this way.
1: Yeah, and I think to be funny, you have to be self-aware and yeah. you have to have like had some type of journey or some type of trauma for you to have to find the light in something, like it had to be dark to try to find the light. So I think a lot of comedians like have to be spiritual in a way to like
0: get out of their own way. Totally, hundred percent. I mean, everyone that's spiritual is spiritual because they fucking have to be. Yeah.
1: (laughs) No one is sane in spirituality. No one was like, just for fun. Let's let's work on myself. No, it's because shit got bad. We had.
0: (laughs) I love it. Okay, so we like to start the show by sharing what we're most excited about. So I'm actually taking November off. I had like the craziest month in October. So I'm dedicating November to like content only um and just like having fun because I feel like when I'm I feel like I was doing things from a place of have to and I'm like I want to start sharing from a place of get to
1: so what stuff are you canceling for November
0: I mean so I did like a huge launch of a new like a spiritual guru program in mm-hmm. October and it like took up my whole month and I was mm-hmm. like posting things like better get in before the doors close and I'm like ew I hate talking like this like this is like fucking sleazy car salesman. Um but I mean, <laughs> girls gotta make a living. Um so so yeah I am just like I'm dedicating This month I mean maybe like don't mark my word I might like want to call in some money end of the month but still I'm taking some time off and I'm excited
1: (laughs) I love that for you because I'm well even today I was like looking at your Instagram before I went on and you were doing a live with someone and I'm like she is hustling Hustling. good for her but you have to have a balance
0: but Um, I like doing that kind of stuff when it's not like me like promoting something you mm -hmm. know when you do it for fun it's just fun yep yep (laughs) I'm
1: I'm most excited because I actually got my appendix removed two weeks ago. My chakras must have been off yes. because this angry little bitch inside me was like pissed the fuck off okay. and I thought I had a demon child inside me and it came out of nowhere and my like intestines were wrapped around it and they had so much trouble like figuring out if it was my appendix. It ended up being my appendix, most pain I've ever been in, got it removed and it, I had to wait two weeks to do any exercise. So yes. yesterday and today were the first days that I was able to do exercise again. I'm not like crazy with exercise because I did a lot of exercising back in my day when I was a tennis player, yes. but now I'm like trying to approach it in a like fun way. So I did a Peloton for the first time and then I did tennis today. And I'm like, ooh, I'm embracing like that my body's able to move and I'm not taking it for granted. Well, but even
0: like two weeks, like that is like pretty like amazing that like how powerful is the body that in two weeks you can be up and doing this shit. Insane.
1: I mean, the, the speed that I recovered from like feeling pain to not feeling pain is so awesome. And like, sometimes you need a little kick in the ass or slit your stomach open to remind you that like your, you, your body and like your health is not something to just take for granted.
0: Totally. Do you feel like energetically lighter? Like almost like, um, like you mentioned, like, obviously that organ was angry. Like, do you feel yeah. like, it was, like, was there some kind of like deeper meaning? Like you were releasing something or letting something go?
1: Well, you know what? I always have like a real phobia, Of going under with drugs, I've because I've I've never done it. Even when I got three wisdom teeth out, I was like, I don't want laughing gas. Like I just was scared of not being in control of my mind. So the fact that and because of COVID, I had to be in the emergency room alone, and it was scary. And I feel like I just faced a lot of like my scariest fears was like being in the emergency room alone, not knowing like not having health insurance really, and not knowing how much it would be. And because I have like fears with like being a cheap ass bitch yes. um, but and then just having to go under the knife going under anesthesia recovering from it and then being like i did it and these were like my worst fears was oh <laughs> and i'm like i'm going to be okay i'm making money there's i just saw like a bigger picture and i also like i was my parents were there for me and it was it was just like not as scary as one would think like I've, and also the craziest thing about it is i posted this photo on instagram of me laying in the hotel bed and I looked great because I still had makeup on because yeah. my appendix was removed while I was filming a TV show. And I my eyebrows were like on fleek. And my mom <laughs> took the photo and I was like, I have to post this. But I, my eyes were closed. So I looked like I was dead. So I got a lot of attention from the photo. Then Amber, the amount of people that texted me was insane. And in my head, the first thing I thought was like, wow, I'm actually in a very great place emotionally right now, like I'm very happy. I had a little physical thing happen. There's so many other times in my life that I actually needed the support from people when I was in like an emotionally dark place. Like people are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And it's like, bitch, I, my body can handle this. It's yeah. more like when my mind was dark that I needed people being like, we love you. We're here for you if you need me thing. So it's so funny that dichotomy of how people treat you when you have like a hidden mental illness versus like just a, like an appendix removal is a pretty standard thing. And people were messaging me like I went through the most traumatizing event in my life.
0: Oh my gosh! I never even thought. Like, I mean, we always talk about how you know we. I mean, here in Canada, anyways, we have like public health care, mm-hmm. but we don't have like no like therapist or anything like that is covered why is there not the same weight on that when if it's like the mental issue that is causing the health issue the majority of the time like it would be so proactive to just help people fucking feel better mentally Mm -hmm. and then you know we'd be saving a lot of money on healthcare.
1: I mean you know when doctors are like how are you um do you have any of this and they just very quickly go depression anxiety like obviously if I'm depressed I'm not going to be like oh yeah I am like these other questions they have to ask like do you have trouble getting out of bed in your mornings or like do you feel like you overthink things like they have to find a different way they because they really don't want to deal with it and no. if you say you have anxiety, they literally have nothing to help you with besides, no. like, maybe a prescription.
0: Uphill. Yeah, exactly.
1: So it really made me realize how I actually needed that support at other times in my life when I was depressed. And, like, it was so nice that people were so worried for me physically, but I'm like, I'm literally going to be fine. It sucked, oh. but I'm going to be fine. Where there were times in my life where I didn't think I was going to be fine when your head gets the best of you.
0: Well, you should just repost that picture anytime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, like back in the hospital again, <laughs> same outfit. <laughs> yeah,
0: send me love, guys. Oh my gosh, okay. Well, so glad that you're feeling better. Thank you. So let's let's do a chakra shout out. Let's send some love today. I mean, mine is, um, I bought these like crystal singing bowls and I just, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with them, but they sound, they make me feel so much better, and I just, like, I do, like, a little, like, thing with it, and I, (laughs) clearing your chakras, like, even, I don't think you have to, like, know how to do it, and the reason I didn't want to shut them out is because I, like, bought them from Amazon, and Amazon, whatever, Um, but it was just, like, you know a bitch doesn't know that's
1: so cool I am so addicted uh, to Amazon right now
0: I know and it's like I know Jeff Bezos whatever but it's like it's convenient I'm sorry but I will world I will promise to buy my next crystal bowls from like an artisan on Etsy or something
1: true however some things on Amazon are from small businesses that's true so just saying it's not all going to Jeff Bezos pocket but anyway Exactly.
0: exactly I hear you on that um who do you want to shout out today
1: I want to shout out do a shocker shout out to actually Paige the because we just launched the Giggly Squad podcast, which if you watch Summer House, the first episode of season four, we got into a fight with Kyle because he was like going on like one of his speeches about his wedding and he was like, I think he was kind of pissing me off and we were kind of like giggling and we were drunk and he lost it on us and called us the giggly squad and okay I'm a vengeful bitch so like at the moment I remember being like that is not okay and like the stuff he was yelling I was like that is not okay and like he apologized and it was like whatever but in my head I was like no that was not okay so fast forward like a year (laughs) Paige and I were like we have to start a podcast and I was like it's going to be called the Giggly Squad. And she was like, yes. But we we didn't really know how we were going to start it. So we started during quarantine doing just Instagram lives yeah. every night at 10. Because everyone was so alone. And I feel like 10 o'clock would normally be when people social- were socializing. But instead, we're, we were literally all in our bed with our phone, nothing to do. And people were staying up crazy late during quarantine, I feel like. Because like yeah. there was nothing to wake up to. <laughs> So, we did it every single day. And then we got busy this summer. Then, like, things started to open up and we stopped doing the lives. And we were like, we have to turn this into a podcast. So, we finally did it. We had to overcome like a lot of just like business crap to get it going because it's so much harder than just doing an Instagram live, obviously. But it's up. So, Giggly Squad, check it out. And I'm just happy that I have like a partner to be on this journey with. And, like, I do Burning in Hell, like you, where it's, my podcast I'm all alone it's so nice to have someone just like good chemistry just like banter with
0: totally it's it's definitely way my first podcast was with someone else and it's totally such a different dynamic and also like you said it's so much work so to be doing it with someone else and not having to carry all the weight and people just like to hear people having fun like people you know what I mean like oh yeah people like like when I see your guys' dynamic, it's just like magnetic. Like people want to be around it. So
1: yeah. It was so funny too, because we didn't really know each other. We had a couple like really good interactions, but we were not friends by any means. Like she was like freelancing at the company I was at. So she'd come to the office like two or three times. I met her. So we were rooming together and it could have been like not good, but you really saw our friendship develop. Like we didn't know that people were going to like relate to us or like think we were funny. We were just navig trying to navigate this crazy experience of reality tv
0: yeah well and because you guys don't you're like on paper have a lot of differences like you're not yes. you don't you're not like <laughs> on paper maybe wouldn't be like compatible friends but I think that's another reason that it works
1: I, I think it's also why people love us because they're, they're either like I'm a hen or I'm a page yeah. and I also feel like with people with relationships I love people who are different than me because I'm bored of myself like I know everything yeah. about myself I'm sick of yeah. my own thoughts And Paige is like the way she looks at life is so different. And like, I think it's so cool how much she like cares about outfits and like how impeccable like everything is about her. And then I love bringing out the silly side of her, which like is she has such a great sense of humor that people don't always see when you first meet her. And I think
0: that's important for people to like bring things out in each other that they normally would hide.
1: Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So we just our energy is great, and I mean, you do podcasts. Sometimes you have people on, and you're like the energy is just off, and you can't you can't force it. You can't force good energy. Yes, especially (laughs) over Zoom, it's hard.
0: Oh, so true. So it's okay.
1: We're vibing though. Don't worry. We're vibing. We're
0: vibing. (laughs) Let's do our slumber party questions. What is your morning ritual?
1: Oh my God. Okay. I love these. I love these because it reminds me of like when you were reading like 17 Magazine as a kid or like Health Magazine and you were like, you'd see like that like actress you love and it's like, what do you eat in a day? And I'd be like, oh my God, what does she do? Yeah. Okay. My morning ritual is I am terrible in the morning. Mm. Like all during college, I had to wake up at 5.30 AM because I was on the tennis team and I talk about it all the time. People make fun of me, but it's like, it was traumatizing and I hated it. Yeah. So I swore to myself, I'm like, I'm never waking up at 5.30 a.m. Um, I'm terrible at waking up. I actually have a lot of trouble waking up. I always snooze. I typically like wake up by like grabbing my phone and trying to get into my work to like make me get up because work yeah. like inspires me, which is so nice. It. That's a very New
0: York morning.
1: So <laughs> New York. Like, I f- but the thing is, I also have created this job for myself where like as an entrepreneur, I wake up when I want to and how I want to, but I typically want to be out of bed, like around nine, 9.30 ish. Mm-hmm. And then I will have a bowl of cereal or oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, I live by lists. Yeah. I live by my list. So I look, I have a list. It says in capital letters, shit to do. And then I'm constantly just deleting and adding and deleting and adding. And I'm very small goal oriented with each day. Like I'm not like, I need to, you know, win an Emmy. I'm literally yeah. just like, okay, I need to finish this podcast episode. Yeah, And um, then I will try to, at one point of the day, get in, even if it's like a 20 minute walk, some kind of air Mm -hmm. but I am a workaholic and like my day I feel my happiest when I'm creating and like giving yeah but I have to be very aware of like giving myself free time and having fun
0: yeah I love that you said that because I feel like in business, there are things that are business and there are things that are creating. And I think sometimes we feel guilty for working too much, even though we're creating. And I think there are certain business things that are maybe that obviously we do need to take breaks from and like create more space for, but I just want to like when we're creating and we're creating value to share. It's so with fulfilling. Exactly. And it's like that, I almost don't consider that part of my work work. Like the rest of it is, but that I the feel- The feeling
1: like- of like posting a podcast or like posting a video I made and then seeing the feedback, like good, just to the fact that there was nothing in the world and then there was something just yes. from my brain. It's yeah. funny you mentioned like cheap car salesman earlier because I used to be in sales. My first yeah. job was like close calling and I just felt like, I was living in this existence where I was just taking from people. Like I was just like, you, how can I take your money? You, how can I take your money? And I really just felt miserable. So I instantly realized like when I was a kid I loved to just do little things like paint or like (laughs) sculpt. Like I always loved to create. So you really have to get back to that like little kid and what brings you joy
0: another Amazon purchase that arrived yesterday I bought sketch pads and yes. crayons and sketching pencils
1: that's how you know you're like getting in alignment when yeah. you start like finding those simple things that can bring you joy and you're not like I need to like get a million dollars
0: No, exactly and like the the irony is that when you're in the moment of creation, is when manifestations can actually do their work behind the scenes. Mm. Like, if we're always moving energy forward and not, it's like, and you can see me right now, but if you're constantly going, move, putting your hand forward, and things are trying to come in, they can't come in because you're always like pushing away. Mm-hmm. So, it's those times that we actually rest and are in a uh, state of receiving that's what creativity is so
1: mm. and that's um, why like yeah if you're always rushing around that's why it's almost the quarantine has been beautiful for I think 100%. people to manifest
0: 100 I- percent
1: I mean New York City people said that sometimes people were legitimately too busy to break up with their significant other because they're like oh he has a late dinner tomorrow and then like I have a work meeting and like like they literally couldn't find time to break up it's oh insane.
0: my gosh that is hilarious yeah I'm sure there were lots of breakups over
1: this- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um,
0: Okay, important question. Who's your favorite Kardashian?
1: Oh my gosh. I'm gonna I have to go with Chloe because I think she has the best best sense of humor. I the other ones make me laugh too. I mean, um Courtney really makes me laugh, but in like a less like <laughs> she's like, not doing it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> she's not doing it on purpose, just like that she's like so over and annoyed by things. Yeah. But Chloe is just the most relatable. I I like hope that she's like finding love for herself and like doesn't feel like she has to change herself all the time physically um because I just think her energy is
0: like perfect well I think they're back together her and Tristan yeah yeah like on Kim's birthday thing they seemed to be back together I think
1: they are it's so funny because everyone wants Scott and Courtney to be back I think they are too
0: (laughs) I think they are too they are know.
1: so good at teasing. Like, I they are know. really incredible at the whole PR strategy. They can, they are so good at staying relevant. And for anyone who talks shit on the Kardashians, like regardless of you, like you have to respect the hustle. Like Kim Kardashian's still on Twitter pushing like random shit to buy. Like they have a new brand every month and like they don't need to.
0: I want to like, cause my cousins always make fun of me for loving the Kardashians and if you, have you watched her new David Letterman interview, Kim Kardashian? I
1: haven't. I read about it. My mom called me this morning and was like, she knows nothing about Kim Kardashian. Yeah. She was like, I was really impressed. And yeah. as my mom has a daughter in reality TV, so I think she also was like kind of understanding she's lived her life in front of the camera. And Kim was like, yeah. we put it all out there. And like, people don't understand how hard that is.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I don't think anyone could watch that and still have a fucking word to say about them. Yeah.
1: what is your favorite crystal oh my gosh I'm like not I'm like so New York I like (laughs) don't really know I went to LA and the first like podcast I did the girl had like crystals everywhere and she was telling me about her cat psychic and I was like I love this energy and I need to move to LA I all I know I know my birthstone okay what is it it's a peridot I'm a Leo. Okay, so
0: what is? Oh, you're a Leo. Mm-hmm. Do you Okay, I am a Leo rising. So <gasps> I present as a Leo. But I'm an Aquarius, but I'm a Leo rising. Do you know what your rising is?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very into this. I'm okay. I'm Virgo moon, Scorpio rising.
0: Oh, Scorpio scares me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I'm dating a Scorpio and Paige Ooh. is a Scorpio.
0: Okay, well, the sex must be really good. <laughs>
1: Is that what they say about Scorpios? That's fiery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. And they're good in bed.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh! So I present good in bed, but I'm not actually good in bed. (laughs) (laughs) I I know I present good in bed, but I actually just want attention because I'm a Leo.
0: Oh my God. I love that so much. Okay. Let's talk about you. I want to know about your personal development awakening. And when you decided to start sharing that side of your life with the world in, you know, as your life's work.
1: So I was like, I really wanted to be a tennis player my whole life. Like that was my manifestation when I was like eight years old, some professional coach told my parents like she's too old to start playing to become a professional athlete and my little stubborn brain was like well now I need a GoPro and during that journey I really battled a lot of anxiety I had a lot of performance anxiety I had a lot of just like issues where you know like when you're on a certain path and you just keep getting hit in the head and you're like why is this path not working but I was winning on paper so like I I won like tons of tournaments I played number one for University of Wisconsin I played professionally a little bit but it like really wasn't bringing me joy but instead I just was like how do I overcome my demons on the court when realistically like just because you're good at something doesn't mean it's what makes you happy and I literally had to let go of that dream of being a professional tennis player and find a new identity so i literally felt like a failure and a loser from like 22 to 25 i was just like why did i do this if i didn't even like and i didn't even quit because i didn't think i could do well on tour i quit because i literally couldn't handle the like emotional abuse of like playing and it's a really really it's like boxing it's such an emotional sport so then I was like doing marketing and I just was in sales and I was feeling so unfulfilled and finally I saw some old videos that I did at the end of college where I did some sports broadcasting and I like loved being in front of the camera but I thought it was like kind of selfish and unrealistic to be like I deserve to be in front of the camera because I'm like who am I like why do I like those videos were okay but I would have to go to like a small town in like Missouri and like start, nothing is Missouri, but start like at like News 42, K-12, whatever. And like, and I was like, I just want, want to be in New York City but I quit my job. And I did some side gigs and I got an internship doing like video editing. Cause I was like, I wanna be a sports broadcaster. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny. I was doing this side job at like a pop-up shop just like being on the, on the floor. And my old boss, after I'd quit, like told my friend who was still working for him, like, oh, it's so sad. Like I saw Hannah working at one of those pop-up shops. Like, sh- that's just like sad. And I remember hearing that and being like, these motherfuckers, like they don't, like I have a fucking plan. And I, that's when I found out um, there was a job availability at Betches. Um, They're like a a fun, like millennial website of jokes. Now, the way this happened was I actually once I decided I wanted to do video, I literally video was what came to mind. Like I wasn't saying sports broadcasting. I was everywhere. I went, I was like, I want to get into video. I want to get into video. I want to get into video. And you're just putting it. You don't know who's going to hear. And a rand actually Jordan from Summerhouse. I did this random gig with, and he said, he remembered me. And then six months later on LinkedIn was like, you said, you wanted to get into video Betches is hiring. And I've just always been the girl who's like the funny one in the friend group. Like, I just love making my friends laugh. All I want to do is make my friends laugh. I never thought I could make a career out of it. But then these girls sat down. They were like, what ideas do you have for making people laugh? And I was like, I mean, you get paid for this? Like, that's just what I do for fun. I started like $300 a week and I just kept hustling. And eventually some of the videos started to go viral and they were like, can you make more of these? And I was like, yes. And I was like, just learning. And then I got a call. It's so funny from this, the second I said, I want to do video two years later, I was on a national TV show. Wow. Which is is like, it is, and it's literally manifestation. It's literally because when I want something, I like really just don't have a plan B and I'm just like, this is what I want to do. But I also like, wasn't controlling of it. I was very like, it's video. It could go into sports. It could be into humor. And I just kept going where the feelings felt good where like my gut felt good
0: totally
1: and I just was putting myself out there and then summer house opportunity came and then burning in hell I decided to start and then I started to do stand-up I just was have been kind of like I am not doing anything for the result I'm doing it for like my happiness
0: Yeah. And for fun. Like, what do I want it? Like, what would feel amazing to do right now? Like, what do I love creating? Um, So with first summer house, like, do you get, do you have an agent to come on that show? Or was it that you just had met Jordan and then it just like naturally happened?
1: So it actually was this, like, I, I, oh, I actually interviewed summer house on when I was working at Betches, I was Uh -uh. doing some interviews and I interviewed Carl, I met Carl, then I kind of like saw them out. So my name was being thrown around as just like an outgoing personality that knew them. So it was natural, but like, it's so funny. You asked like, what was the moment that things changed for me? It really was, I got into a bad depression after a really bad breakup when I was 26. Mm. And I remember thinking all I want, like I literally had like a come to Jesus moment where I was like, I don't care about anything else. I don't care about fame. I don't care about money. I, don't care. I just want to wake up and feel like myself mm-hmm. and be happy. Cause I really lost myself. I like was questioning everything. I was the worst anxiety OCD. And I was like, I just want to be myself again and be happy. So once that was my like clear, clear manifestation, then everything started to fall together.
0: Mm. Yeah, I feel like that happens. It's like we're doing all the things that we think are going to make us happy. And then the universe is like, nah, like you. Okay, so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand, Prism, and no And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Got it all wrong. And yep. then it's like, we have to go back to basics because yes. that actually makes us happy is like feeling good, having good people around you, like enjoying your surroundings, yeah. like basic shit. And we think it's like, oh, know, my God.
1: Yeah. Like just enjoying friends. Like I used to be like, oh, this is a waste of time. Like I can't be like hanging out, like talking bullshit for no reason. Then I realized like, wait, those are the most beautiful moments in the world when you're just like connecting with people, feeling like yourself and feeling seen. Exactly. Yeah. You just have to, I mean, being happy actually isn't that hard. You just have to like decide it.
0: Exactly. You can literally like sit there in the morning and like, no matter how you're feeling, just be like, okay, what does happy feel like? Let me like bring that vibe into my body and just go with it. Like it's that easy. yeah. Um, Obviously there's demons to fight and we do that too, but (laughs) but it's a choice. It's a fucking Mm -hmm. choice. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I love that your podcast is like both funny, but also you're talking about the inner demons. Like you're not shying away from that. So what are some of your best tips for facing the sides of yourself that you aren't necessarily super proud of that we want to push Mm -hmm. away? How do you like face it and deal with it?
1: Oh my God, I love that so much. So the most important thing to remember is that the voices in your head are not necessarily you. And yeah. that was really hard for me to understand. The voices in your head are, are are not, I thought they were like the whispers of like the truth that you like need to listen to. Yeah. No, the voice in your head are like things that your parents have yelled at you in the past that stuck like things that people were bullying you about coaches being mean to you teachers that were rude things that the media said that's what these voices are
0: so it's like past mean, life stuff that we can't even identify sometimes
1: exactly well yeah the your subconscious that has picked <laughs> up crazy shit so that's not you So you have to realize those voices are like an annoying roommate and you can choose to give them energy or you can decide to like, this is how you honestly control your emotions is just to decide not to give energy to certain thoughts that are not serving you, which is like very generic, but it's true. And I think when you're going through hell, it's, it's really about controlling your mind and understanding that you don't have to feed those negative thoughts in your head and they're not true.
0: Yeah, and there was this, there's, like, this old story about, um, and it's, like, if there's a good wolf and a bad wolf, and they get into a fight, who's gonna win? And it's, like, which one has been fed the most? Mm. Like, that's the one that has the most power, so mm-hmm. I love, love, love that. Mm-hmm. How do you keep your sanity in the house when there's, like, people around, and I'm talking about Summer House, you guys. Oh, my God. Watched it. I, Go don't, watch it. I don't. And I was gonna say, too, like, I'm, I am like so picky when it comes to reality shows, but Mm -hmm. like Summer House is actually so good. Like, thank you
1: so much.
0: You guys make it so fun. So I like, I had watched, I had, um, Lauren Workis on like a long time ago and I watched her season, Mm -hmm. a few seasons and, um, and I kind of like fell off. Um, but then my friend was like, okay, you, there's like these two girls. Like, I feel like you would love them. Like you need to watch. And so I started watching and I was like, usually when I start a new Bravo show, I'm like on my phone the whole time, or I'm like just doing something else. But I'm like, my husband even got into it.
1: Like, oh was, my God.
0: Yeah. you guys made it really fun. So anyway, it makes
1: me so happy. Cause I'm like a reality, like yes. I love like Vanderpump rules got me through like some of the worst times yes. in my life. So like yes. when I hear other people feel that way about my show, I'm just like, oh my God, like. It's it just was cool to be a part of. But yeah, I'm I don't the house drives you insane. The only way to stay sane is to not try to be perfect. Yeah. Like I think I go in being like I'm going to make mistakes and Um, what makes the show interesting is for people to see how I solve the mistakes. If you go, and I think a lot of reality TV, people try to look perfect or like aspirational and it's like not self aware. And it's like, comes off really lame. So you have to just go in being like, I'm going to fuck up and let's see how the journey goes. And then also just being really real and honest. And I think my first season, season three, I was so scared of confrontation to the point that I'd be like, I don't like when you said that to me like I just hated confronting people but I know I had to because I knew America would be like how could you not call this person out but then I really grew from it because you force yourself to be in social situations that you would never be in if it wasn't a reality show normally I would just be like I'm not gonna talk to this person again yeah you're like stuck at brunch with them and people are asking you questions about it so it's really like sometimes you turn off your feelings and reality tv you have to constantly talk about your feelings so it really helped me mature a lot which sounds crazy because people were like oh Hannah's going off the bandwagon she's on a reality tv show and I'm like no I actually grew up and like built something from it
0: oh it's like a fast track to having to face your demons and face oh my god yes and deal with them like
1: especially like I just joke through life so sage. to have to face yes. face stuff and i was afraid also like would america hate me or whatever and it's you're always scared of that but you just have to like be as honest as possible
0: do you guys sage the summer house or have any crystals in the summer house cuz if no i feel like i need to send you some to kick the next season
1: oh off. my god <laughs> i need you to i actually did sage last season but it got cut which meant that my saging was really bad yes. or, I, I like think i like
0: religious we gotta cut
1: i know i definitely insulted everyone when i was staging them i was like you're gonna stop being such a cunt no, <laughs> <I'm not kidding. laughs> but i i did do it um but we definitely do need crystals and we do need like more candles it is just not a calm environment no you but don't... that's what makes it fun because when yeah. you're raging it's just like the most fun ever yeah. it's and then we'd have the whole week normally to just like try to recover. <laughs>
0: which is which is interesting. I actually really love that about Summer House. It's like you guys go for the weekend and you film and then you guys go back to your lives for a week and then go back again. And they're sometimes filming like during the week, but not yeah. much, right?
1: Well, I think that's what makes Summer House so real. Yeah. I think some shows you can tell that they like They have an altercation and then they leave and then they have time to like think about it and then they clearly like set up like another time to talk about that where we we have a week to decompress but then we get thrown in for three days and you can't leave you can't like clearly nothing is planned like we just get thrown in and then we have a week to like prepare for the next (laughs)
0: yes oh my gosh so wild um also um I just need to ask about Countess Luann.
1: oh my god
0: what is she like
1: IRL she is exactly the same as she is on TV like she is a star she like the way she carries herself she just like walks on air and she has all these funny one-liners like she has a very good sense of humor and she just she's like so classy but then like she has such like a silly side to her too. I think she's just beyond.
0: She's my fave on New York. I've always had a And she's
1: had, she had a really good season this last season.
0: Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand Prism and know... And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to PrismLifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. She was the, she was the voice of reason this season. So wild wild (laughs) always keeps you guessing um okay so you have a new man very exciting I get so many questions about how to manifest a man Mm. also shout out uh my husband is similar I think similar age range and also salt and pepper hair oh my god we have amazing taste (laughs) (laughs) um so what did you have a process for manifesting this man
1: So I, when I was younger, always thought I'd get married by 29, which is so weird. Like I didn't even know I was manifesting. Also, I don't know if I'm going to get married at 29, but that was just like the age that I was like, I'm going to settle down. I don't know why it was just in my head, but I'm literally 29 single living with my parents and five cats in their house. And I was like, well, life, you know, doesn't go as planned. And my mom was like, do you think you need to do more work on yourself? Like, do you think that you have like, like, intimacy issues or like what like what can we do and I'm like mom the right guy has not gotten away like every single guy I dated had like really good qualities that I now see in the guy I'm with and he doesn't have the bad qualities that all these guys had. like every guy I got closer and closer and closer like it was just like I was learning about myself as a mirror through these people and I really had to learn about what was right for me And then it's so funny because I had this like psychic I was DMing with and she literally was like, your man is like walking towards you. And I was like, bitch, um, I'm on an island, shelter island. He's was going to walk over a ferry like what's what's that doesn't make any sense. And she was like, he's he's going to be your type, but like a little different. And turns out he's so my type, but he's 44. But like he's literally everything about him is so my type.
0: You have the same age gap then. Cause I'm 33 and my husband's 47. So that's the same. It's, 14. And I, yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. And I joke because it's like, he's gone through so much that yeah. like, I don't feel like I have to be a project manager. Like I don't have to yes. fix him or like change him. Yeah. And I feel like guys, some guys in their twenties were always like so insecure about themselves. And I would just immediately be like, okay, how can I help them? How can I fix them? Yeah. Even like the sex, they were like so in their own head of yeah. what they're doing and if they're good enough. And like, He's just, he's had like exes that have taught him shit. And
0: I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Bless you. They came pre-trained. That's what I I love that you said that. I don't want to be a project manager.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I do think I am like, I am super immature, but I'm also a very old soul. And yeah, it's like, it's kind of crazy. I don't want to be like when you least expect it. It's more like when I decided I'm ready to be
0: vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I love that. And when you decide you're not settling.
1: Yep. And also I realized in the past, like, I wish I was more vulnerable because you would have easily been like, oh, you don't want what I want. But instead I would just like play games, play games, one up the person, whatever. And now it was like, he was vulnerable first. And then I was kind of like pushing back. I'm like, why are you pushing back? Like, just do it.
0: (laughs) I feel like you made a post about this too. Like something about, um, and I remember laughing about it, like something about how we want a guy who is vulnerable. And then when he is, we push him away. Like you said something. Oh was-
1: yeah. I would do a lot of jokes about like when a guy finally likes you or he's like perfect. Then you're like, no, 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 no. I don't want it.
0: Yeah, exactly. But that's
1: when you're not like really ready with yourself.
0: Totally. Yeah. But then even like, I, I even do feel like when we find the right guy, sometimes we can still like self-sabotage a little bit. Yep. Like, like, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. And like put up a wall or like, but then I think part of a relationship is like breaking down the walls together. Yes.
1: I do think like you can self-sabotage and the right guy will not let you
0: exactly exactly
1: I always say if it's meant to be like you can't fuck it up I always had these fears yeah. like I it was like a game to me like if I saw a potential mate I'd be like okay how do I like what puzzle pieces do I have to fit to like make him like me when it's like no and I really thought it was like a game before where it's like oh if I say the right thing and do the right thing I'll I'll trick him into falling for me when it's like actually that shit is pre-planned and
0: like your energy is already no yeah totally and like helping each other break down your walls and helping each other um, grow is like that. That's what makes a relationship strong. It's not when two people get together and everything runs perfectly smooth. It's like the building and the growing together. So
1: hundred percent. It's so alive. Like relationships are so alive. You think when you find someone, you're going to be like, yes, it happened. No, it's like, you need a, it's my parents always talk about how it's like a plant like you have to water it you have to make sure there's sunlight you cannot forget about it for three days
0: exactly well when the relationships are mirror, because they're going to show you things about yourself that you don't like as well and then it's like okay shit I need to work on this so that yes I
1: don't and you. if you really love the person you're going to take that in a more positive way instead of totally. like fuck you <laughs> yeah
0: and like I remember even like people saying things like, oh, people don't change. And like, honestly, if they fucking care enough, they do. Like, obviously there's like underlying like morals and traits that maybe won't change. But Mm -hmm. if someone actually cares about you enough yep. they will do the inner work to make it work with you
1: well even I talk about friendships like me and Paige yeah. you said it's about bringing out sides of you that you like didn't that's know right. you had totally and it's like when you finally find that friend you suddenly are like so vulnerable with them and you feel so connected with them and that's what you need to find in a relationship yes. romantically
0: totally oh Just love that one thing. So another thing I love about you is just how like true you are to yourself. Like I love like on the show, for example, the girls would be going like shopping and you're like, no, I'm going to like hang with the dudes. And like, you don't, you're not a follower. Like that's, you know, you're, you just kind of like stand your ground and you're like, I'm me, I'm independent. This is what I do. And I don't need to appease anyone. Have you always been like that? Or was that something that you learned? I
1: feel like when I was playing tennis, I was such just a people pleaser in that I'd wake up and my coaches would tell me what to do. So Mm -hmm. when I realized after tennis that like I can decide what I do in the day, it was like so fun for me. And I think I've always gotten my confidence from just being like I'm unique and being unique is okay. I think growing up in Brooklyn, it was like cool to be like wearing the different clothes or like it's cool to have like the different like taste and food or like music and it wasn't like a homogeneous environment yeah. so I always liked being different
0: I think yes. yes I love that and people I think I've I've have like clients or like people in my life who will say like how do you stop people pleasing and it's literally mm-hmm. like, you just need to put yourself first. Like, imagine you only had today, like, what would you do? Would you care about making those people happy? Or would you that
1: it's actually a form of like self hate people pleasing too much because self love is saying what you want. And then realizing that those people should have empathy for you and you would want the same for them. I'm really bad at saying no to things. But it's also because like, I, I have goals and it's, so it's hard to sometimes be like, is this good for, for me or for my career and yeah. not pushing? So I am bad at saying no, and I'm working on it. But in terms of like, not fall, I hate feeling like I'm just part of a pack. Hold like on. I hate being sheep. I hate yeah. following rules. I've always, I'm bad with bosses. Like I'm just cannot, it's my biggest fear in life is just being like hidden, but people have made me feel bad about it before basically saying like oh you um you just want attention or like you want to be famous or you whatever and it's like when women want success that happens and some people are meant to be like in the arena some people love consuming content some people like love making it and i just had to come to terms with like if we were all four-year-olds running around i'd be the one in front of the camera making stupid faces like that's just who i am and i i had to realize that me wanting to be seen wasn't selfish that it was just like what i meant to do
0: Well, exactly. And it's like, that's part of your purpose is to show up in a way that other people are afraid to, because someone needs to do it. Someone needs to say, Hey, you can you know, be like this and it's okay. You can, you know, have these experiences and it's okay. So it's like, even though it seems like, oh, look at me. Oh, like yeah. it's not, like and people think that it's that, but you're like, no, I actually have fucking important shit to share with them. It's
1: the actually like their experiences that make them see you that way. It's through their lens. 100%. But you're you're so right. Cause it's like the reason why I want more followers or I or I want more views or I want people to watch Summer House is I just want my voice to be heard more yeah. where I really feel I was put on this earth to like say the things that other people are afraid to say even about just like being a woman or like so I just like love being heard and seen
0: meaning to it and I even think like if we look at it from like a purpose standpoint like maybe there are some people who are like oh they want the attention whatever but maybe God the universe whatever gave them that experience because they do have something important to say Mm -hmm. and that like need to be seen fueled their confidence or their desire to be famous because they did have something important to share so
1: none of it is bad no and i do think anyone who puts themselves out there it's always hard it's always hard and so much easier to like comment from the outside
0: Totally, and you're doing so many things. So you have Burning in Hell, which is your podcast. You have the yes. Squad podcast, which yeah. is IG live, our IG lives, but is now a podcast podcast. You also have yeah. your Bravo uh, talk show. Can you tell us about that?
1: So Bravo's chat room is just this opportunity that kind of fell in my lap, where Bravo randomly was like, "We're putting together like, like." opinionated, loud people <laughs> who want to talk shit. And it's super cool. We have a female showrunner and like the girls are amazing. It's me, Kate Stain, Portia Williams, and Giselle Bryant. And I mean, my, it's funny because my manifestation was not really reality TV, but more like in a talk show comedy type vibe. So the fact that Bravo also saw that for me was just so like exciting and fulfilling. And it's, it's been renewed for like, it's, a, we have 16 episodes right now, which is great. And we'll see if it continues. But it's been like so cool to have like my first like real TV job, not just like go fight with people, <laughs> which <laughs> I love. Which I love. But it's fun to have like a job where like we do research and we talk shit. And like we have producers that are like telling us how to do a talk show. <laughs> so
0: fun. And like it's just like it's just the beginning. Like, how wild is that like there's so much more to come I mean it's so
1: funny because this is all so much happened to me during quarantine when I literally was one of those people in the very beginning of quarantine I was so annoyed that everyone was like Shakespeare during the plague like wrote you know this play or like this yeah, one wrote it, this it, novel I was like fuck that like the world is fucking falling apart and burning like we can be sad and scared because when I'm sad and scared I'm not like oh let's work out and have fun exactly. like no so I was the uh, one going on podcasts just being like cl- everyone calm down just chill for a second and then naturally like I just slowly created when I felt motivated or when I felt inspired and it's like you can't force it you just got to do what you want to do
0: so true so what is next for you what's oh my like gosh because you've accomplished so many of the things that you wanted to like what's the next big vision
1: Oh my God. It's so funny. I don't have a lot of big visions. I'm very like small with my visions. Like right now I want Giggly Squad to be like killer every week. Burning yeah. in Hell just got like really hot because I had Alex Cooper on from Call Her Daddy. So it's like a lot of people are checking it out right now. So I want like killer, killer episodes. And then um, Bravo's chat room, I'm trying, like I'm trying, I'm in like survival mode right now where I just want everything to be as good as possible. Um, I do think I could see myself in the future writing a book one day. And I also, my stand-up tour started right in March before COVID. Like I did a show in DC, LA, San Francisco, and then it got canceled. So in the back of my head, I'm like, when I can, I can't wait to go on tour again to do standup. And also I want to manifest, like, I would love to do some comedic acting in the future, like in, yeah. a, in a sitcom or like a funny, like Netflix show, or I'm just like, I just want to create more shit
0: yes uh seeing it for you girls. so exciting okay so we're Thank gonna do manic moments manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing we manifested and mm-hmm. I can go first because mine was this morning so <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, was still like lingering full moon energy in the mm. air so mm-hmm. I, I can never fucking sleep during a full moon like my brain was just like like, like 10 different things going on so yeah. I did not get a good sleep so I woke up immediately complaining like just being a little brat yeah i ain't gonna sleep i need a nap like yeah i was even annoying myself yeah work out and I like for my sanity need to work out um but I was just being such a baby and <laughs> I was just letting myself like I was just like letting myself go there in my head to like all the worst possible scenarios so what I did was I actually wrote a list of all the 10 things that were going on in my head just like jumbled and crazy and was like okay what are solutions for each of those things and maybe the solution is literally like put a fucking pin in it and like stop worrying about it. <laughs> like just stop stop or
1: like when i'll call someone i need someone else to tell me like this doesn't matter and then exactly. i'll be like okay they said doesn't matter then it doesn't matter like one you of them, can't tell yourself not to if you think no.
0: Like one of them was literally like oh i haven't been eating healthy enough so i have scheduled in uh order some groceries like don't even go to the grocery store order delivery yeah. just like little tiny things that can just yeah. like let my brain rest and yeah. then i just i feel like i manifested just feeling free and like good. And like, we've been trying to do this podcast for so long. I had that IG live, I have another IG live today. So I was like, I need, to feel good and so i I manifested just feeling fucking good today and i had two coffees which i don't usually do
1: i mean you are crushing it you were like on point your your energy is very positive because also if you came in like thinking like this is going to be tiring like a whole hour i have a new person i'm talking to like i would have felt that energy and probably would have been harder for us and next thing you know you're like i should fucking cancel that shit yeah but And I totally understand how, like, you need to literally give yourself a fucking pep talk sometimes. Totally. hundred percent. My manic moment was, I like never thought I really PMS'd because I wasn't very in touch with myself. (laughs) But now that I'm in a relationship, he's like, you said you don't PMS, you're PMSing. And I'm like, oh my God, I am PMSing so bad. And I I woke up and, or something was happening. And basically I'm messy. Like I'm a creative. I'm messy. He's messy too. And I look in my room and all my clothes that were like clean that I hadn't folded yet, but were just on my floor were like in the hamper. And I'm like, Des, why are my clothes in the hamper? And he's like, sorry, your clothes on the floor, I put in the hamper. And I was like, they were clean and now they're all dirty. And he's like, and he's like well, sorry, they were on the floor. And I was like, I, I got mad where I like literally walked away. And that's like our, like, we don't walk away. We don't yeah. just like do the ignore thing. But he yeah. was over something so stupid. I was like, I can walk away, whatever. And he goes, are you seriously mad at me right now? And I was like, babe, they were clean. And he's like, you need to start learning how to do the laundry more. And I was like, but I don't like
0: the new laundry.
1: <laughs> I literally had a full on tantrum. <laughs> to the point that by the end, we were just laughing hysterically because we were like, are we really fighting about this?
0: Yes. isn't that? The and then fun? he realized,
1: but then he realized he's like, look, you clearly don't like doing laundry and like, because he, I'm in his house and he's been doing it. And he's like, why don't I just like show you how my laundry thing works and how easy it is and how you can do it. And I was like, Meh. but literally I could have gotten mad at anything. And when he put my clothes that were in the floor in the, dr- in the hamper, I thought it was like the most fucked up thing he's ever done.
0: <laughs> how dare he? How dare dare the audacity but then I love that you gave it a moment and then you were allowed to or you were able to like find the humor in it I think that's like the most important like
1: there's a point in relationships especially when someone cares about you where like you could ruin their day yeah like you're, you're like totally we can go two ways you're like yeah. I can I like fuck this totally. shit up
0: yeah totally yeah
1: or I can like move on so it's like a conscious decision to be like okay I, I'm not because also sometimes you're like I just want attention right now and you could like yeah. pull a little bitch fit but it's like no this is not worth it and and then like y- you have to you have to be honest with yourself and be like i am wrong in this
0: situation yeah. 100% <laughs> which i worst. hate i hate i hate it the worst mm-hmm. um oh my gosh so was the ma- what's the manifestation What the manifestation was that you guys were able to laugh it off did anything else come of that did you have a good day after?
1: i think i it, i actually did i think the manifestation was also that like i can't blame other people for my unorganized yeah. lifestyle yeah. <laughs> that like it wasn't ideal and like I still haven't done the clothes yet but it's like at least we're aware of it yeah and we're not lying to ourselves about
0: it um also side note I also have my period so
1: Listen. I'm so happy
0: for you <laughs> <laughs> Um, Well, okay. So people that get their periods around the full moon, they would say that we are like witches because you're supposed to get your period on the new moon. But if you get it, like they used to say that people that got it on the full moon were witches because it means that we're on the opposite cycle as everyone else. And that we, I don't know, have special powers.
1: Yeah. I'm a tennis witch. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. This was so fun. Hannah, look at your timing. You're perfect with timing. I am.
0: (laughs) Two coffees every day now. Um, Okay, so where are all the places we can find
1: you? On? Oh my gosh. Um, if you want to listen to my mental health comedy podcast, burning in hell, B E R N. And then I just launched Giggly Squad with Paige De Sorbo. They're just so fun where we talk a lot, pop culture and just make fun of everything and ourselves. And then follow me on Instagram at beingburns, being burns, B E I N G B E R N Z. And then watch chat room and summer house on bravo that's my that's my resume <laughs> yeah,
0: there's the resume and you can also watch for all of us canadians that have hey you you can oh, also yeah. watch on hey you it's
1: yes great. hey you is like made so many more people be able to watch it like
0: ireland england oh, hey you has like ruined my life but also made it so much worse. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Hannah, thank you so much. This was so fun. You guys go check out All Things Hannah and we'll share everything in the show notes. Catch you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, karma's real. So if you love this episode, go leave a comment, rate us five stars, and subscribe. And you're going to manifest a mini heart chakra upgrade because you've got to give if you want to receive. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at co and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Also, you can find more info on this episode at ChakraGirlCo.com. That's where you're going to access the show notes. And while you're on my website, check out the newest online hotspot. The Chakra Girl Glam and Grounded membership. We would love to help you activate those chakras, babe. So step into that chic life and join us in the Glam and Grounded membership. Love you, mean it. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.